This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. BBC Sounds. Music, radio, podcasts. If I actually prove that Kevin Powell is not here, then that's a good thing because we will need to look elsewhere. But of course, a, a big, big thing that I want to try and bottom out is the rumour that has come from more than one source that he was actually chopped up and thrown in the Mediterranean. And it was this part of Spain that we know he's visited. So I really want to try and find that out. This is Manhunt, finding Kevin Paul. Some people have said, speak to the Russians in Torrevieja. Other people have said, you've got to get down there. Well, I'm going there. So I will ask around. I'm going to be no shrinking violet. Everywhere I go, walking down the street, people are going to get a flyer thrusted into their hands and if they want to talk, I'll tell them who I am and what I'm doing. Last week, somebody who had been frightened off and consequently doesn't want to speak to me anymore, they'd been threatened. This person got told, you stop asking questions about Kevin Powell because Kevin Powell is the type of man that can stop you asking those questions. Episode 8. Ghost Stories. For 15 years, Merseyside police have been saying they want to talk to one man, Kevin Paul, about two murders in Liverpool. He's been on the run, but former Met man Peter Blexley is trying to find him. His hunt has taken him to the Costa Blanca. Spain. Benidorm is a beautiful town with beautiful surrounding towns that people don't know about. You've got Altair, you've got Albert, you've got La Nucia, you know, you've got La Calabay. People don't go and experience these places. Me, personally, I never ever thought in a million years that I would end up in Benidorm. It, the, the name put me off for a start because it was always tagged as the Spanish Blackpool. I've been to Blackpool once for a weekend, and to say how people can tag it, I'll I'll never know, because it's definitely not our Blackpool. The Spanish actually think a lot of the British and are very grateful for the tourism that has come, but I think also they, at the same time, are starting to get, in the recent years, of seeing a particular tourist type, the, the stags that come and, and are looking for these massive highs and nothing's ever enough, so let's make lots of noise, smash up hotel rooms. Those are the things they're, they're not grateful for. Albia is nice because it's outside Benidorm. And Benidorm, I'm 55, 56, so it's a mad house. And so I've worked there. I wouldn't live there. Benidorm is good for like a holiday. It's okay having a week's holiday, but if you live in here, you, you can't. Otherwise, you get caught up with drink and drugs. It's called life, and I don't want that. We've got a mixture of people from Newcastle, Leeds, Birmingham, Manchester. Now, if all these people was to be in a town in the UK, it would be a time bomb waiting to go off. But here, they come here, certain elements sit down, enjoy what they've got. They've got cheap food. They've got cheap drink, they let themselves go for a few days and, you know, to me that's brilliant. But it's like any other holiday destination in the world, you'll always get an accident, always. 
but unfortunately these other places don't get as much publicity as Benidorm. Would the Costa Blanca be a good place to come and hide? I don't think so. Because the, as you get older, the world gets smaller. I don't have to hide from anyone, lucky enough. It's too small because too many British people come to Spain, so I, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, yeah, out of experience. I've known loads of people on the run, but I'll leave it at that. Welcome to the beautiful small resort town of Playa del Albir. This gem of a town is located between Benidorm and Altia. It is ideally suited to holidaymakers looking for an alternative to busy Benidorm, but offering easy access to all the Costa Blanca has to offer. Indeed, Albir is known as one of the Costa Blanca's crown jewels. Albir is kind of... It's clearly not Benidorm, because Benidorm is just dominated by countless high-rise hotels and to be perfectly frank with you I think the place is blooming ghastly. Albiers buildings are a lot more low-rise, there's restaurants of course, plenty of them, estate agents, a beauty parlour and the supermarkets, there's a, an Audi and another supermarket here. So it's kind of like a Spanish town and it looks okay, it's spotlessly clean, there's no litter there is, however, wherever I go, there's more than a smattering of English accents, quite a lot of Scouse accents, and quite a few people with hoodies and man bags. Not a look that I favour. According to informants who've contacted Peter and who don't wish to be interviewed or identified, Kevin Paul likes the town of Albia. And there's one bar he visits more than others. Only a week ago, a source told me that Kevin Powell drinks in the chill-out bar in Albia. He didn't know that as a fact. He was relaying that information to me that he'd got from somebody else. So here we are, on the other side of the roundabout, looking at the chill-out bar, which has got barrier tape all across it, makes it look more like a crime scene than a holiday location place to go and have a drink. It's got padlocks and chains on the front door and it looks to me as though it hasn't been open in months. Someone is trying to lead me down the garden path. And fair play, they're doing quite a good job of it. What are we going to do now, try and find out what happened to this bar? I'm a former detective, I'm an investigator. I'm going to do what in the old days we would call house to house. We're going to go and speak to the neighbours. Matteo, your restaurant is next door to the chill-out bar. Yes. Which is now closed. Yes, now it's closed. When did it close? Close uh, last, uh, last year in, uh, in August. August, end of the August. Do you know why it closed? I don't. I don't know exactly exactly why. Probably because uh, in this day the the business uh, is uh, low. What kind of people use the chill out bar? All 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 kind of people. Younger, uh, old people uh, uh, for breakfast, for a drink, something in the morning, in the afternoon, and and the night. In the night, uh, a cocktail, uh, all the kind of, uh, of people. 
is the bar for sale now? Yes, in this moment, uh, it's sale, sale. How long have you been in Albia? Two years. Two years. Have you ever seen this man? I look the 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 photograph. Uh, I don't see this this man. The bar next door, but one, the chill out bar. Yeah. Did you used to drink in there? Yes. I've heard that the owners were a bit interesting. Tell me more. No, the owner was Russian, and uh, actually she's a, a friend of mine. She was there for about five five years, but um, nothing nothing interesting going on there because I, I know her really well. I, I've been in Albia six years, I believe six years. And it's always been an, a normal bar. Years ago, yes, a lot of problems. Before my time. How long ago are we talking about? When there was problems at the, the chill-out? Uh, bef- no, before I come here. Probably before you came? Eight, ten years ago, yeah, before she had it. What did you hear those problems were? Well, the normal, probably drugs, and a few heavy people, and... Scousers and other various things. I don't really want to get involved too much on that because I, I I live here. You know what I mean. I know some of them, but sometimes I say it best when I say nothing. Peter visits some other bars in Albia. Most are welcoming, but at one he encounters hostility, and he's told he can't hand out leaflets. At another, he's called a bounty hunter and told not to talk to any of the customers about his search. Right, we had an interesting night, Peter, where we met some people who, well, didn't take kindly to uh, you getting flyers out. Um, and uh, there was clearly a, I don't know, sense of fear, really, wasn't there? Even though... Nobody said they'd ever seen him, or indeed, a lot of them said they'd never even heard of him, but they were still scared. What did you make of all that? It was a shocking night. I was just staggered and appalled by the amount of people that quite clearly live in fear down here. Fear of crime, fear of criminals. You know, people were terrified when I pulled the flyers out that the mere mention of kind of crime and crooks around here and what we were trying to achieve and one bloke had the audacity to say I know so many bad people that if I didn't want you sitting on that stall you wouldn't be There's another piece of information Peter needs to check out on the outskirts of Albia An informant has told me that there is a cannabis club here Now, to be a member of these cannabis clubs you have to be a Spanish resident apparently, you have to produce your passport pay, say, 20 euros to become a member, and then I'm told you can smoke cannabis on these premises. I'm told that it's sandwiched between a bar called Cocktail Bar, and I can see uh, a cocktail club sign here. It's sandwiched between that bar and a gym, and there is a gym directly behind us. Um, So somewhere it's described to me as a door. It's a very nondescript type of premises and that apparently is where Kevin Powell frequents. And that is recent do we think? 
within the last year, I'm told. Right, OK. Well, let's go and see if we can find it. Right, well, there's the, there's the gym. Fitness Corpore Sports Clubs. I don't suppose this place is going to advertise itself with a huge, great sign outside saying cannabis club here because yeah. uh, it was it was described to me as being a bit of a you know a nondescript doorway that um, you might struggle to find well is that that that's looks like a garage rather than a doorway yeah that's, that's garage shutters isn't it okay well there's a car dealership here yeah a bike shop there's, they're big on biking around here aren't they supermarket yeah kitchen and bathroom place here's the cocktail bar Here's a bit of a nondescript door with a, an A4 sign, sellotapes to it. Yep. Frosted glass, nondescript, no signs on it whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely nothing. We'd never, you'd never know what that was. Yeah. Can I ask, can we? Yeah, we can do it, I think. What for more? Yeah. Peter. Yeah, yeah. Mark. Mark. We're making a radio radio programme for the UK. We're looking for a man, a man called Kevin Parl, who's wanted in the UK. Is there along here a place where you can smoke weed, like a, a cannabis? cannabis oh, yeah, that's from a few, few years ago, I think. Yeah. That, but they, they were closed one time, the second time now again. Uh, because I've been closed again. Yeah, but it's not just for, for be, be smoking, that's... Uh, that's for selling it. Oh, oh, I see. Really? Yeah, that's really? why I think that. Where was this club? Where, where was it? Just on one of these yeah, doors? Yeah, there, there, this next one. Huh? Oh, yeah, so it was the next door that we thought the nondescript one. You see one. that there in the in gold? You see, you see it? Uh, in the white. With yeah, the, there you see that they, they put there that they are closing because of uh, yeah. building or something. Oh, that's uh, where it was, was it? Yeah. How long ago did it close, please? I think. Uh, a few weeks, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? So quite right. recently. Yeah, but they opened okay. it again. Uh, it's Spain. Uh, so. <laughs> right. Okay, right. No problem. Okay. So it was closed down because people were selling drugs, not just using drugs. I think, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not the no, judge no, no, or sure. police. But, uh, <laughs> right, right. But that's uh, what I think. Uh. Okay. Oh, that's very interesting. Okay. Well, how can I help you? My name's Peter. This is Mark. Nice uh, to meet you. Nice to meet you. We're um, we're making a, a program for the BBC in England. Yeah. Radio program, podcast, yeah. Okay. podcast. And uh, we were told that a person we're looking for yeah. may used to come here. The person you're looking for used to come here. For? Used to oh. come here. Oh. A man called Kevin. Yeah, I know. Kevin, him. okay. Yeah. Tall guy. Big tall guy. Yeah. yeah. How is yeah. he? I'd like to find him and speak to him, please. I uh, didn't come for a long time. Oh really? I think a year or so. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, did he some, did something wrong or something then? Yeah, I I'd, I'd, I'd really like to speak to him. Oh, I would really like to speak to him. Oh, we don't know. He didn't see for a very long time, but he was always. I I think if we talk about the same guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very tall. Tall as he's as tall as. What tall age? As I'll, sh- I'll show you a picture. All right. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I'm talking about a guy that's maybe seventy-five now. Oh, really? Yeah. No, 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 no. This is not the guy that I meant. Oh, right. Okay. okay. But they, what, what did they tell you? Did they tell you that they go, that they go to associations or...? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, that is that is quite a few around. So yeah, we are close. So yeah, and, and yeah. we and we've been close for two weeks now. Right. We are we are doing we are doing we are doing builders inside. We got workers around going coming around. Yeah. And when you redo it, it's still going to be a cannabis place, is it? Or yeah, is it? but it's yeah. a private club. Right, a private club. Yeah, yeah. you need to be a resident yeah. and everything. So yeah. Then you do invite yeah. and, and you become a member. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you get English people in here? Uh, some locals that live here, because obviously, uh, obviously this area is is a lot of nationalities here. So, yes, yeah. you, got, you got quite a few. Yeah. You know? Well, thank you very much. No worries. Thank you. No worries. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Well, I'll... I'll I was getting extremely excited at one point, especially when they said he's Kevin, he's tall, they haven't seen him in a year, he used to frequent there. Then I showed them the pictures and my heart sunk when they said, no, 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 this Kevin's 75. Did you believe him? Well, I'm a little undecided on that, to be perfectly honest with you. You know, it was all really, really kind of cooperative. They were telling me everything they knew until the point where I showed them the pictures, which are unmistakably mug shots, and then it was, no, 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 he's 75. What was I also thought was interesting, because when he went, yeah, Kevin, t-, the first thing he says was, tall guy. Yeah. Right. Haven't seen him for a year. Yeah. Uh, was, am I right in thinking that the information you were given suggested that was right, around the right kind of time? Well, it ties in, doesn't it? Yeah, because uh, yeah. I was told it was within the last year. So is there an English... Six foot six, seventy-five year old Kevin on the Costa Blanca who's getting mistaken for Kevin Park. So what we'll do, there's a cafe over the road, we'll go over there, we'll have a cup of coffee, we'll keep eyeball on the front of the premises, just in case there's all of a sudden some frantic movement, lots of doings and throw-ins, lots of people wanting to leave those premises and perhaps go and relay a message, for example. Let's just have a We'll just keep eyeball for a little while. Okay. Llena eres de gracia, el Señor es contigo. Bendita tú eres entre todas las mujeres, y bendito es el fruto de tu vientre, Jesús. Santa María, Madre de Dios, ruega por nosotros pecadores, ahora y en... The three places Peter wanted to check out on this trip were Torre Vieja, where he's established Paul definitely was in 2006. Albia, where there have been recent sightings, as yet unconfirmed, and Benidorm. Online, on FM, and on your mobile, playing Benidorm's freshest music mix. This, this is Fresh Radio. Initially in 2015, I became very concerned about security and the safety of not only tourists but residents here because, as we all know, um, coastal areas, coastal spots like Benidorm, Magaluf, etc., do attract a lot of delinquency. Karen Mayling Cowles is the president of the British Business Association in Benidorm. I sort of, at the time, felt that the policing was quite limp in that area so I got very heavily involved with communicating with the town hall the local police the national police and the other associations here to try and just see what more could be done at that time I realized then that there wasn't much communication between the British community and the Spanish community and what I've tried to do over the years is try and bridge that gap when you have an area like Benidorm with a lot of people they're on holiday looking around and they've got their money in their bag 
people just taking advantage. We had a lot of problems with um, uh, nighttime so-called prostitution, but they weren't prostitutes. They were just alley cats that were there to rob you, you know, put their arm around you and take advantage of men that had had a few too many to drink at the end of the night and was wandering our home on their own. I didn't think that was acceptable and that something had to be done about that. Has serious and organised crime got a foothold in the Costa Blanca? I think so, yes. Yes, I think we'd be silly to deny that. Yes, I think in a, I think that's spread everywhere, hasn't it? Everywhere. You know, you see, I first-hand haven't seen it with my own eyes, but you're aware of it. And what kind of things do you hear about about serious and organised crime? How does it manifest itself? I think it manifests itself when you see things like we had a, a shooting a couple of years ago, and then obviously that's a sign. We had another one last year, that's another sign that there's more things going on. Do these shootings involve British people? At present, well, one person was hurt a couple of years ago who actually was just a bystander, was sat on a terrace as a result of... And you do hear a lot of things that go on, you know. You're aware that there are things going on. Do fugitives make their way to the Costa Blanca? Yes. British fugitives? Yes, most definitely. Simply put, Operation Captura is an operation that we run in conjunction with Crime Stoppers in the UK and Spain, the Spanish authorities, the Garda Seville and the Spanish National Police, and it is a means by which we try and find, locate and have arrested the most difficult to find and most serious criminals that we think are on the run in the Spanish mainland. We don't give up, we keep looking for them, we bring them back to face justice, it doesn't matter how long it takes. We're asking the public, whether they be holidaymakers, expats or the Spanish public, to give us information on those people that are wanted abroad and hiding. For the last nine years we've been working on Operation Captura to trace those fugitives that have fled to Spain. You can contact us by phone on 0800 555 111. We cannot trace your number, we cannot trace your IP address and we don't want to. We don't take your name. We just want to know what... According to police, they are some of Britain's most dangerous men, wanted for murder, kidnap, drugs and paedophile crimes. And they're all thought to be hiding on Spain's Costa Blanca, where, even in February, it's not a bad place to live. Easy to blend in here among a 100,000 British expats. The National Crime Agency ran Operation Captura, which has been quite successful. Yes. Have there been fugitives captured down here? Uh, yes, there has. There has been reportings and um, I've actually met some myself. The omens are good. In past appeals, 38 out of 50 fugitives have been caught and taken back to face the music. Martin Brunt, Sky News, Spain. I noticed a man laying on the floor and said, well, what are you doing? You know, um, and um, he said he didn't have anywhere to live. And I then sort of a bit more why don't you have somewhere to live he was British clearly he said he'd been here for seven years but he did, had lost his passport came up with lots of things so um, myself and my partner who we work together we we do our best socially to help people in those situations especially British people that could be vulnerable so you always look at somebody that could be in a vulnerable position so we set about trying to help this man until I become I started to become a little bit uneasy about being around him I felt something wasn't quite right he confided in myself with various things and slowly but surely I realised that it may not be safe for myself to be around this person and on investigation he he was wanted in the UK. Did you know what he was wanted for? He was wanted on a recall to prison. And was he captured? 
He has not been at, at present, no. When did you last see him? I saw him a week ago. Peter has information that Kevin Paul may have a connection with a group of men from Liverpool who are staying in or near the Villa Mar campsite, a place made famous by the hit Channel 5 series Bargain Loving Brits in the Sun. Coming up, a house without love is not a home. I have the most amazing lifestyle. There is only one thing missing in my life. I want to find love. A caravan without aircon is a nightmare. A nap in the afternoon, forget about it. Just wake up in a puddle of sweat. And a job without time off is a potential killer. Maybe a job share would be a good option. But I can't carry on like this. The show made stars of many of its characters, none more so than Graham Happy Days Boland who gained a huge following in the UK as viewers watched him working all hours and running the entertainment on the site. Happy days, our kid. Happy days. Divorced father of three, Graham left the black country 25 years ago after being made redundant. I came out here then on a holiday, just a quick break, and I just decided to move here. You know, I fell in love with the place. After a month, I thought, what am I going to do? I've got to make money. Morning, Graham. Morning, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Happy days. Life on... Camping Villamar. Paint a picture for me, please. Uh, living on here is a dream. Working on here can is a mixture. You start off as a, an entertainment manager, but that soon turns into public relations because if anything's going wrong, people come to see Graham. Anybody wants information, go and see Graham. At Brexit, go and see Graham. So basically, at the end of the day, it's um, the job title's completely different. I'd say it's more public relations than it is entertainment manager. Could you get lost on here? I mean, could you mind your own business and be anonymous on here? Yeah, definitely. 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 I've seen over the last 12 months, especially, where people have come in on the site and I've just thought they're just here for a week. And they've basically been here for a long period of time. But then again, certain people won't come into the clubhouse. And they evidently say, I don't go in there because I don't like the music or it's too loud or, or whatever. So they tend to kick themselves to themselves and go, go elsewhere into different little towns or you know, surrounding areas. Although there's no suggestion that anyone at the site is involved in anything illegal, Peter has to follow up on a tip-off he's been given. Now, there was um, some incidents here where people got arrested in connection with a drugs investigation. Yeah. What can you tell me about it? Well, basically, it was from what I've read and what slight information that I've been heard, or should I say, is it tittle-tattle on that? You, you wouldn't know. But, yes, there was, there was a, a, a raid here. Apparently, they found money and they found certain A-class and B-class drugs. So, you know, nobody knew about it. You know, it wasn't evident. It wasn't being grown here. It wasn't being sold here. You know, it's just, it's just one of them places that you, you can come on here and, and something can happen. I heard some of those people that were arrested had their passports taken away from them by the police, but then they were released. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. You see, the, the, these investigations in Spain, it's, it's a, a funny system because... Basically, if they've arrested someone and then released them and they've got their passport, number one, that person can't get any work. 
it's now evident that you can be stopped in the street and asked for some sort of identification that you've got to carry by, by law. So why, why they're, they're releasing them, I haven't got a clue. Do you know what I mean? Some people said that there was a, a, a large amount of money that they had to put as a bond and also they had their passports kept. So, you know, it's an ongoing investigation. Isn't it? And, and some of these people were from Liverpool? Yeah, they, they were different parts, yeah. yeah. Yeah, OK. Does the name Kevin Powell mean anything to you? No, not at all. OK. Can I show you a picture? Of course, Kevin. He's six foot six, very noticeable. Nearly 40 years old, he'll be 40 in May. Broadly built, with a hint of a Liverpool accent. Six foot six, big, tall fella. Do you recognise that no. face? Okay. Definitely not. Although there's more to be investigated, it is another blank for Peter. Plenty of steers, some third-party information, but no actual sightings. Not since 2006, anyway. He decides to head back to Albia and follow up a couple of conversations from the previous evening. In yet another bar, he gets a breakthrough. Peter is handing out flyers to customers. They have two pictures of Kevin Paul on them. Some people look at them and shake their heads. This one man carries on looking and looking like he's seen a ghost. At his request, his words are spoken by an actor. I've seen him. I've definitely seen him. He was sitting there. There were four of them. He had a girlfriend and there was another man and a woman. It was lunchtime, still busy, and I got the impression they were on the way home from a big all-nighter. They were loud. There was a lot of swearing going on too. There was a problem. I think one of the people working in the bar thought the two women were taking coke in the toilets. As you can see, there's only two loos and they're tiny. A few of the bars here don't mind people doing coke, but not in this one. They were asked to leave. That's when I saw the big bloke, and he was big, looking like he was going to square up to the barman, but his girlfriend, a cockney as far as I can tell from her voice, stepped in and calmed the whole thing down. From where I was, I could hear his accent. He was a scouser. Definitely. Not a strong accent, but unmistakably scouse. Then they left. I remember him looking at me as he left. It made me go cold. It was definitely him. He looked just like that picture on the right. I'm still cold now. Peter asks the man how recently he saw Kevin Paul in the bar. The end of last year. September. He is still holding the flyer when he goes outside to make a phone call. A few minutes later, a woman arrives at the bar. She also looks at the pictures and takes the flyer away. She returns 20 minutes later. I've just shown these pictures to my husband and I'm not going to tell you what he did before he retired, but believe me, he did a job where he needed to notice things. He says he's seen this man in this town recently. 
I have just handed a flyer to a person who literally stopped in their tracks, stared at the pictures of Kevin Powell with utter shock and disbelief written all over their face. This person then stared at me, stared back at the images and said, I've seen him. They were transfixed by the pictures of Kevin Powell. This person, I kid you not, looked like they had just seen a ghost. Next time, the review. Kevin Powell had a girlfriend who was a Londoner. We move up to here and we get a sighting, potentially as recent as September of last year, when Kevin Powell got a bit trunky with someone tried to almost front them out, get a bit aggressive. And who was he with? A girlfriend who was described as being a Cockney, a Londoner. Extremely relevant. Produced by Lewis Borge Cardona, Manhunt, Finding Kevin Paul, is written and edited by Mark Sandell. Narrated by Sinetra Sarka, the series is a six foot six and five live production for BBC Sounds. An unidentified body in a remote Norwegian valley. She was laying with her head down there. Who was she? And what was she doing there? I'm Marit Higraf. And I'm Neil McCarthy. And in Death in Ice Valley, we tried to find answers to a mystery that has remained unsolved for 48 years. There are somebody living who knows more about this case. Tracking down eyewitnesses and using new forensic technology. Now I'm cutting the tooth. Telling a story set deep in the Cold War with strong hints of espionage. If you take the missile, I will shoot. But it left us with a lingering feeling that someone didn't want the truth to be known. Why all this secrecy? It was like a cover. What on earth happened that day? That's Death in Ice Valley from the BBC World Service and NRK. Just search for Death in Ice Valley on BBC Sounds. I think we'll break this case right now.